After three red weeks on Nasdaq, where Nasdaq fell more than 2.5% last week, the question is, are we heading for a green week? Buy signals are finally getting very low, but are they low enough? You are listening to Trading Tips with Jim Stock, a podcast provided by stockinvest.us. And we are heading into week 34. As I warned you last week, I thought it would be a red week and maybe I will have a different opinion this week. But before getting to the conclusion, let's uh, have a quick look at what will be uh, this week's events. What are the things that can affect the market for the week? And while remembering, uh, thank you for the many nice uh, emails which I have received lately and questions from your uh, users. If you have a question, I will be more than happy to provide a comment. You can post it on the YouTube video or send me an email or try to reach me on Discord or otherwise. As I told you uh, many weeks ago, and uh, you may notice this seems to be a slight pattern of mine. Uh, I told you buy signals were way too high, that the markets were way too high and that we had to have a natural correction. I was, uh, I believe, maybe one, two weeks uh, wrong before the markets finally took a dive and Nasdaq, as I said, been falling for three weeks straight. Dow Jones uh, managed a slight green week last week, but was down, uh, sorry, the week before last week, but was down 2.2% last week. And it seemed like more or less every stocks were being hammered over the week. Different news coming out last week caused um, the reaction downwards, uh, fueled by speculations of less growth in China and a few other things. And I hope, really hope, uh, that many of you uh, caught up on what I told you about EV many months ago. I told you now EV was the time to buy when Neo was at 7 and uh, when Neo was about 15, I told you that it will have a natural reaction back. My guess was that Neo would turn around 12. Neo currently being under 12, but I purchased uh, more stocks around 12 and hopefully I will be correct that um, we will have a rebounds up soon. We will see what will happen. Otherwise, uh, of course, war is still doing good. Uh, gold has not been doing as good. has a little to do with the fluctuations in the gold price, uh, uh, the, the fluctuations in uh, dollar price against other currencies as well. But gold was down $24 last week to 1918 We'll get back uh, to that uh, as well. Usually I want to provide you with uh, some long lines, then head into the short lines, uh, wrapped up with the conclusion, and then we move at the end over to trading tips uh, and a little other information. About the long lines, we'll not dive uh, too much into them. Uh, you just have to listen to my podcast because I feel sometimes I repeat myself. But as I said, I thought there would be a conflict with China within the first half year of 2023. Still hasn't happened, but I'm a firm believer that the next conflict will be with China. Uh, over Taiwan, we will see more aggression around uh, Taiwan. That conflict is uh, in uh, not so much up uh, in media. What is more up in media is uh, the hardening relation between United States and China. 
and I think it was maybe uh, this weekend where Biden again was saying things uh, about China, which uh, China didn't take very light on. We had uh, issues regarding um, semiconductors. There's been a lot of issues. So the, the relationship towards China is really going bad um, south, as we say. On top of this, we have the BRICS countries grouping together. They will have a summit in Africa. More African countries are joining uh, BRICS or supporting Russia. Uh, and uh, China is really an issue which may cause big fluctuations on the dollars. I worry about this a long, long time uh, has to be in over the last two years, at least how these things would play out, how the sanctions against Russia, uh, how the war in Ukraine would uh, play out. Uh, and my long, uh, I predicted that war. And as I said, I predicted um, the upcoming war with Taiwan. Hopefully there will be no such thing. Uh, and I'm all, we are already past first half year of 2023, so I'm already wrong on the timing. Still, I believe uh, that will come up. Uh, and sadly, we have a lot of other bad economic uh, news uh, pushing, like the less growth in China. Inflation is not going anywhere soon. And some of this will affect the market in general, and especially inflation will uh, affect the market. We know that markets uh, anticipate the prices long before it happens is calculated into the price. So having a slight recession is already included into the prices. The stock market is usually years ahead of the rest of the economy. But one thing which is not properly priced into the market is inflation. On Friday, Fed will give more insights into what they think. You heard me when everyone says that there will be no interest rate hikes. I told you they would go high and they would go much higher than any expert would say. And when they said that now it reached up, I say it will just be temporary. It will continue upwards. And I think that you will see Fed already signal that that is a likely choice. But I think that you will see more wording uh, towards this because inflation will not go anyway uh, soon, go away anyway time soon. It will remain sticky and we will not dive too much into the, uh, the reasons. But one reason is increasing energy prices. You should notice this when you fuel your tank. Oil is up at $82, been quite steady there. Uh, but I believe it will continue to push upwards. And that is one of the main factors pushing prices up. On top of this, we have the Ukraine conflict. We have uh, wheat issues and a lot of things from Ukraine causing food prices to still remain high. And then there is the conflict between China and America causing disruption in the flow of goods from China to America. The countries around uh, Europe is getting more nationalistic trying their own homegrown production, which was indeed um, natural. It had to happen because uh, we saw how COVID played out with log logistics, but homemade is often more expensive than um, the cheap goods that we have been purchasing from China, making China the greatest military force in the world. Some would argue, say that I'm wrong, uh, US is still uh, number one, but you will see, start to see a lot of articles popping up that that may not longer be the case. And pair this with a possible slowdown in the Chinese economy may brew for more uh, military related conflicts. Hopefully nothing of this will play uh, out, but I remain firm when I say that I still believe there is more upside in war 
gold and oil. So this is like the main uh, mantra which I've been uh, pushing over and over again. We played the AI, uh, of course, uh, when that was running hot. And I warned you, uh, I think that must be some four or five podcasts ago, that maybe it was time to take a little profit in AI, that it would have a natural reaction back. All of this is total natural. Now you will start to see um, which one of the AI players that actually making money. Nevida will have quarter results this week. All the eyes will be on Nevida. How will they uh, perform? What will the future outlook be? What will the statements from the CEO be in regards to Nevida? So I think that the AI focus is now slowly going to shift over to who can actually make money on AI, not create just a fancy website or some fancy AI tool, but actually be able to make money. We know that everyone creating graphic cards, anyone creating cloud services, they are already cashing in because everyone is paying for their services. We know that the AI competition is growing, which means that companies that chat GTP, for example, is facing a lot of uh, competition. Uh, and that usually means that they have to lower the prices uh, and there is less top profit margins. But in all of this, there will still be those who will rise to the stars. So there is much more money to be made in AI, but I think that you have to be much more selective into what you will buy. So there are uh, uh, a little unconsist, but uh, some of the long lines, I think that we are brewing up for uh, a China conflict. These things can set the scale of the market. In general, I saw uh, I read a few articles last week that uh, finally uh, the spendings are drying up. Uh, people's savings are getting into the last month, was written somewhere. Uh, that during COVID time, people saved up a lot of money. There was uh, a lot of governmental support. Uh, lately, we had uh, all the inflation, all the price uh, increases. And uh, uh, salary increases causing less profit margin, but the bottom line is that the consumer been losing money. And if you're interested in small facts, I read uh, yesterday actually on the way my way back from uh, Poland. We'll get back to that uh, by the end of the podcast. Looking for Napoleon treasures to metal seeking, but on the way back uh, for a ten-hour uh, uh, drive. I had the time to sit and read the news as a passenger. I read a, a lot of news and one of the news I read was from Norway, where it said that over the last three years, a common family in Norway had lost $16,000 worth of buying power because of the uh, huge inflation increase in food prices, especially uh, along with all other costs. This is taking a toll on people's saving. It's just a certain amount uh, of saving uh, on the account. And it was an article in the um, US. I don't remember it. it was Barrows or, uh, um, or money or where it was. I read it, but it was stipulated that the consumer only have one month left of spending. And that can cause a really huge sudden stop into certain purchases Maybe that you will spend less on pizza. It may be that you will go less to restaurants. So it'll be interesting to see how this will play out in the stock market, but I'm not sure I would put my bet into uh, consumer spendings 
uh, like, for instance, cruise lines, if you go two, three years back, when COVID was at its worst, and this uh, Norwegian cruise line, the Royal Caribbean cruise line was hammered on, I told you, this is the time to buy, buy for whatever you can, because this will go up. And uh, even below, uh, uh, we had the uh, oil stocks the, the same. Now I think that game is uh, over. I believe they will struggle as consumer spendings will go down and everything related to uh, consumer spendings will go down. Some of the companies like Walmart and all of these are issuing a warning about the same tendency. So it will be a tougher game in the stock market where to put uh, your bets. Will it be the last time? I think that the safe bet will be in old oil, gold and water. As the rest you have to be more selective and you may sit and wonder so what could be a good stocks to buy in oil i tried to answer this to a discord user last night uh, what i think and how i think so uh, let's spend one minute for that let's assume uh, that you want into war stocks so we have general electrics for example who is making shitload of money on war other than that, you can try to figure out what are the different countries purchasing because every country around Europe is now increasing their defense budgets. Budgets, They are changing their weaponry, they are sending the old uh, stuff to Ukraine and then buying in new stuff. So you have to do a little uh, due diligence yourself. Dig down, figure out what is the main thing. Is it stingers they are buying? Is it um, other type of rocket launchers? Is it tanks? What are the main things? that they are building up in their uh, armies and it may be something as simple as standard uniform uh, and soldier equipment and you just have to look for uh, which company do this check out their graph check a little bit about their financial and you might find the stock that can go extremely high over the next few years and more than that most of the bigger companies they will keep paying solid dividends yes they may have a dip if the stock markets continue down they may continue down but many of these stocks pay 4 to 12 percent dividend easily during year even if it's chevron a big company like chevron walks a little up and down but keeps steady and it might save you for some headache if stock market will continue downwards about uh, these, um, these uh, I feel I've been talking so much over all these years, four years of uh, podcasting to you, trying to give you my best tips, but maybe you remember I told you about Hamas suits when the Ebola breakout was, I think that was in the early podcast, uh, and how you could uh, do uh, into companies producing the Hamas suits, and we made money on that as well. So there are things you just have to dig deep down try to be more solid in your stock picking that were long lines what about the short lines i already mentioned some of it paul will speak on friday there will be some uh, consumer spending numbers i believe during the week there will be some quarter results nothing really big i think maybe that is the biggest of them all uh, but nothing i think that can change the market so what can affect the market this week what is a fact is that Nasdaq been falling for three weeks straight uh, and uh, from being up at uh, 14,500 I think it was, it's now down at 13,290 and may very well break below 12,000. To determine what will be, there is usually two things which I like to watch at. I like to watch at how is the buy and sell signals doing 
because they will give you an idea about the general health of the market. The other thing is I love to combine this uh, with the charts. So let's first very quickly uh, uh, look at the signal numbers. Last week I told you it was 31% buy signal. It's been falling for four weeks. It was up at 37 in week um, 30, the 35, the 31, now to 22% buy signals. It's starting to get really low, but you have to know the following. When we are this low on buy signals, two things can happen. It can bounce up or it can fall really fast. It's the same thing when it's overbought, when it was on 40, I told you it is way too high, but here it can go even faster up and it did. It pushed on weeks and weeks for 40 plus, but we are at a level where things are starting to get much more interesting again. So we just have to look at different charts, look at the Nasdaq chart, look at the stocks that we are actually wanting to purchase or we have to try to figure out if it's a natural bounce up. Does the trend line support, uh, are, are the price close to the trend lines? Are they support from accumulated volume? Is the volume changing a little bit? We use all these techniques that we know and which you will find most of them easy explained and easy visualized at stockinvest.us. Going to Nasdaq down from 27 to only 19% buy signals. I think the one time that I told you that now is the best we were down at 14. I told you this is just heaven. It will be so huge uh, upturns for some stocks. 19 is the same level like 22. Things can continue to drop downwards or go upwards. We are at level where people are scared. Uh, and when people are scared, you can get this mass dumping and one dump will cause the other dump because people are sitting in leverage positions. And when the leverage is broken, they are forced to sell or the system will sell by themselves. So it gets a little self-inflicting and self-predicting further down. New York Stock Exchange 23% buy signals down from 35% buy signals and London is down at 12. I would say that London is the most likely weak uh, winner. Uh, I think there should be many nice opportunities at London Stock Exchange as we speak. Tokyo 25 and Chess and China down at 13. Chess and, being, uh, and China being hammered uh, over some worrisome uh, economic data. But you will see how China will play out these things. In general, the buy signals are now way, way lower and that may uh, uh, give room for an upturn. Upturn should come, but as you know, when uh, things were way too high, uh, I told you um, that you would have a reaction down and it took like one or two weeks before it actually happened. I may be very wrong when I say that from the buy signals, there isn't big chance that things will go up. Now let's have a quick look at the chart and if you are um, watching the video on YouTube you will see the chart as well and I want you to notice two things. First off is the trend. We can see that we are at the bottom of the trend. More important is the extreme low relative strength index for the Nasdaq chart down at 16. When being this low it always presents the buying opportunity. It may not be the biggest but stocks being hammered at much in general uh, uh, will give a rebounds. Worse off is that there is a supercell signals from um, Death Cross, marked as a red star, it's not uh, it's, uh, in, in this chart. Uh, 
it's, it's, it's not my uh, best story, but it's a cross from when the moving average is long and short, crosses each other, <clears throat> you get a huge strong sell signals. You have the opposite when they do for a buy signal. This indicates that it will be tougher moving forward. The market fell more uh, actually than I thought. I thought the correction would be somewhat natural, maybe turning around 13,600 and then pushing up, causing some fake signals. But the long term here is now starting to be a little more worrisome. But we should have a reaction up. Uh, hopefully it will start this week. I, I think two things might happen. Either we get off to a little uh, frantic selling, bringing the market down to uh, could pop under 13,000 on intraday, but maybe stop around 13,000 uh, on day, giving good short term buying opportunity. Or we start to pick up early in the week and we may push upward to 14,000. I say that is very realistic. I think there is a lot of good buying opportunities. You just have to be a little selective, but the chart. And the buy signals say the same thing. There is a bigger chance that we're heading for a green week than we're heading for a red week, but only the market will tell. And being in this situation, things can escalate very, very bad downwards. How this will play out in the long term, we will have to check because the chart is still positive. But now, because of the long fall, uh, we will have to see if we are able to break above 14,000 or if we will have a slighter correction moving sideways between, I would say, 11 and 13,000 points for some time. Short term, very, very short term, speaking the week ahead of us, it's more likely that we will have an upturn than a downturn. And I think that you will see a huge rebounds in selected stocks. Hopefully I'm not wrong. Hopefully it will happen this week that you don't have to wait for next week. But in general, I think, as I said, the situation is good. We will just uh, run to a few more numbers uh, before uh, we will wrap it up with um, the $1,000 challenge. And regarding the challenge, I have to admit instantly, I promised you that I would sell on Friday. But I also mentioned in the podcast that I was invited to go to Poland. Uh, to Legnica, uh, uh, be so lucky to go on the fields where Napoleon had camped together with archaeologists for some metal detecting. I found a few nice things, some of them will hit the museum and the other guys found more than I did. Uh, but in the rush and uh, the late evenings because uh, the Polish metal detectors, they had something called Integratia every evening. And that Integratia was, in short words, beer and sausages. And that caused me to forget on Friday to sell uh, Intercept as promised. I still sit with Intercept, but it will be sold today. And I will tell you which uh, stock uh, that will get in next. So. Rounding up uh, the last few uh, numbers, oil, $82. I think oil will continue upwards, may move a little bit sideways, a little up and down, depending on which uh, major news come in. But in general, I think oil will continue upwards and that makes oil stocks interesting. Gold, $1,918 in the 10-year trash yield, the one number that I told you to keep an eye on. If it moves up, markets goes down and it was keep moving up for the last three weeks, currently sitting at 425. And sadly, I think that it will continue upwards. Not this week. This week it might actually retract a little back. 
But when uh, polls start to speak and when we get more economic numbers, I think that the 10 year treasury will just continue a little bit more up. And uh, that brings us to the final phase where we'll wrap it all up with um, $1,000 challenge and some last commentaries. For the $1,000 challenge uh, some weeks ago, uh, resetting uh, the portfolio, we had that successful trading portfolio for several years which we followed. I reset uh, to the $1,000 challenge where I will try to grow $1,000 as fast as I can and as much as I can by only trading on uh, one time per week. So you can follow in the podcast. So far, it's been um, close to a disaster. We went into intercept. I told you it was not the correct time to go in that week, but I wanted to get started. I got in at 11.24. The stock was a few times above that, but never managed to kick off. Was hit by the red market and quickly wrap up what is the $1,000 challenge. In order uh, to do this, I told you we will take extreme risk. We stand to lose a lot, but we stand to win a lot. It will not be a safe type uh, of uh, portfolio. I will go very aggressive where I think I can gain a lot. And you will very soon, uh, you saw it with Intercept, was not a good choice. Uh, but I'm hunting a certain particular uh, stocks. And I told you that we will go for the oversold, which have a huge increase in volume. Uh, signaling uh, a possible bottom we will do bottom fishing it's a, uh, the strategy I used when I first started to trading and that brought me in to where I am today so I wanted to redo uh, redo all of this uh, and uh, according to some YouTube comments we decided to set thousand dollars into it and I would post for you the trades tell you about up ahead the trades show you the actual trades when I done it and keep following so we went into intercept 1124 it never managed to move over these four weeks and i promised last week that i would sell it on friday so we could get into a new stock being down more than six percent uh, we was last week from or original trade we had a thousand dollars now it was down at 940 and i told you that uh, i was um, traveling uh, to Poland actually we left very early on Thursday morning five o'clock in the morning we set off to Poland uh, and um, it was a long journey 10 hour drive all the way down to Legnica which is close to the border of Germany in the south west of Poland there uh, they found a big field the city by the way is close to 100,000 people populated um, with around 100,000 people, 92, 93, 94,000 to be more correct, but close to 100. The city was uh, first time mentioned around here, thousands. So it's a very old city with a few war histories. And one of the things that happened in the late 80s was that Napoleon came with uh, 25,000 men building up his camp, preparing to um, take and conquer the world going towards Russia. Very interesting, as many of you know, I'm sitting in Vilnius in Lithuania as we speak, where the headquarters of Stock Invest uh, is located. And uh, Napoleon, he marched this way through Vilnius. So over these uh, years with metal detecting, I found traces of nice stuff uh, from Napoleon also here. 
But back to that uh, place in Legnitsa, there was a huge, huge field. And every year they've been uh, trying to explore together with the archaeologists more of this. So they made it a big event with the major and with people dressed out in Napoleon costume, firing off uh, cannon before we were allowed out on the field. In total, it was some 40 plus of um, metal detectors. And I belong to the Lithuanian mink team. And we went out in hot days, some 30 degrees, uh, having a very, very nice time on the fields. We found buttons from uh, Napoleon, uh, very, very uh, collectible items. All of this went to the museum, by the way, it worked like this way. We found it in the field, we checked what it was and if it was just um, uh, uh, shit, bad stuff, it went into the bag uh, and if it was something worth of interest we would mark it, put it in a bag, mark the spot with a flag and the archaeologist would come and check it out and sometime if they were close by you just came and they would show and try to tell you what you found and uh, some of us, some of these buttons, especially with the numbers of the different regiments uh, is like one one super fine and we found several of them actually I'm very happy about uh, the mink club from Lithuania performed extremely strongly finding I would say the nicest and the most finds of them all but these guys are indeed top top performers on metal detecting and I hope I will get up to their level at one Day. But I had a good time as well, and I found a few very nice things. I might even post a few pictures on the YouTube version of the video so you can see for yourself. Anyway, uh, there was uh, some speeches, some small lessons from professor talking about uh, different uh, history around, uh, surrounding all of this in the evenings. And the Polish uh, metal detecting club, they had every evening integratia and that integratia meant it was free beer uh, and uh, they made barbecue which was some delicious sauces served in a regular bread so that integratia lasted from 8 9 in the evening till 12 and uh, that was on the same on Friday and uh, I was watching early on the morning trying to find a good selling point for intercept. I forgot to set the settings and suddenly when the time, because Poland is one hour ahead of uh, Lithuania. So when I wanted to check in the evening, the market was already closed. I'm very sorry to all of you users who uh, didn't follow. Uh, that I didn't follow my own rules, but I was to sell Intercept on Friday and I will sell it no matter what today and I will post, uh, I cannot post um, on the YouTube video because you will have the YouTube video up before the market's open. Uh, so, but I will post it as a comment or for sure next week you can see the actual sell of Intercept. Intercept ending at uh, 10.45 last week, it held up while all other stocks fell down, Intercept uh, held up. More or less unchanged week over week. A good thing, had a good thing, a good day on Friday of 4%. But still, uh, uh, still, there will be around $70 loss on the first trade. I think the portfolio is currently valued around $930. So that is the amount that I will have to invest into these next stocks. And I found the next stock. Uh, and 
again, we will go high risk. And I will tell you exactly why we will go. This one looks much better by the intercept. By the way, intercept was a little early. This has much more of the classic things that I wanted. Sadly, we will be utilizing um, uh, a catastrophe because uh, we will um, invest into Hawaii Energy or I will invest into Hawaii Energy. HE is the ticker HE Hawaii uh, Energy and uh, they had a brutal fall from some $40 all the way down to just above 12 $12.03 because of the wildfires sold on extremely high volume bouncing up from 1203 that is the type of candidates i uh, really want to trade into no resistance above current level there is some around 15 then around uh, 23 uh, and up to 33 i think there is a huge chance to make some good gains in this i would not be surprised if you can do at least 20 percent at least get us back to Green, but there's no guarantees market can turn very south and this can just continue downwards and we may stand to lose money this is a high risk uh, trade but if you watch the youtube video you see the chart you see what i see we see a chart that had a huge fall extremely oversold on the relative strength index 14 is down at eight that's as low as you can get it uh, i think it will bounce up i love the way the volume we call it a sell-off we call it a dead cat bounce uh, has sad stories from the uh, 1929 uh, wall street crack when people were jumping off uh, windows uh, gave the name to the dead cat bounce because they jumped out the window and just shortly after the markets popped up on a natural reaction upward sad story for uh, a sad description but it is what it is it is a sell-off there was tons and tons of tons of stocks being sold off and i think it opens up for a trading opportunity so i will do the following i will sell intercept uh, uh, on the opening uh, probably stand to lose uh, check the pre-trade now so it was 10:45 on friday and the pre-trade as far as i could see was around 10 20 so i stand to lose a little bit more and i will try to go into um into Hawaii Energy HE as fast as I can. I will, even if the stock is up some 5-10% in the opening, I will still get in because I think there is more upside. Hopefully we are lucky. This was what I started my trading doing. Had such a huge success with it. But as you know, the first trade went south. I'm sorry about that. Uh, but I will only be judged by my real actions i was doing good on the trading tips portfolio but so far in the one thousand dollar challenge ships i have let you down we are sitting at some 930 and now hopefully we can bring it back on our journey to make as much money as fast as we can but trading only one time per week maybe i will change that concept because i really want to do this uh, when the uh, it's hard to find just on the Monday, but the podcast is uh, every Monday. Maybe we'll figure out a solution in the future. There you have it. That was my week. I had a nice week last week. It was busy work days. Then I went to Poland on a long trip and had some amazing days doing metal detecting. Enjoyed every bit of it. The stock market was not that lucky. Some of my stocks got a bit hammered last week in general because I have much more stocks than what you see. Overall, uh, I was held up by uh, oil. 
uh, in general and some war stocks held up uh, creating not the biggest losses had to take a small loss in the last investment in NEO as I told you I have uh, NEO I sold around 15 I rebought at 12 but it popped down uh, below 11 if I'm not mistaken on Friday didn't follow too much and it may just continue downwards it's a, it's a hard game uh, EV but we'll see how things will play out I hope you enjoyed the, the podcast. I hope you will leave a comment. Uh, feel free to ask me any questions. And hopefully when I get back next week, I will be able to tell you not the same thing I've been telling you about Intercept for the last four weeks that we are just done, but that I finally did a good trade and we will get back on track. More uh, than that, most important of all, I hope you will have a super week. I hope you will enjoy uh, your time, whatever you are doing, wherever you are working, wherever you are, wherever you are listening to this podcast. I hope, really hope you will have a super week and I hope that your portfolio will be more green when we speak next week. Until then, have the best of a week. Bye.